0: Ribs, is your mic working?
1: Yep. Just don't want to partake in this ridiculous start to our show.
0: It's not a start. We haven't. We haven't even started.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have. It's recording, but I'm just. I'm recording. Edit. But that Edit. doesn't mean. Edit. That. Edit. Listen, Gio, Let me tell you something. When Petey pushes that button, it's a go. <laughs> <laughs> All this stuff that he's like, oh, don't worry, I can. Uh, I can just, uh, you know, edit it out. No, he doesn't
2: edit it out because he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like an FBI informant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> only Always
2: idi- the only difference is you idiots know that we're recording. Okay. So the the, <laughs> the stat that I was going to give you, and I don't know what relevance this is. I, I saw it and I'm like, I'm going to bring this up so roughly. Do you guys own air AirPods? Yeah. 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 Riv, you I know you got some you definitely have some air. Roughly 17% of AirPod owners say they've had sex while wearing them.
0: Really? Hey, okay, so Gio,
2: you're not in that percentage. Riv, nope. I had not much movement out of you percentage.
0: Over there. I'm in the I'm in the 73% there. 83. Be you. <laughs> <laughs> 83. Oh my
2: god. Well done, PD. Well, well done gonna... for the Well
1: <laughs> done for the OHL junior kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just picture it for a second. No.
1: Not it's too early in the morning to be picturing somebody wearing peer, ear pods. Too early. In.
2: Too early. That,
1: that would have that would that would hours. probably
2: it'd probably be an office move, wouldn't you think? Did you see the video that we sent out from uh after the whistle about connecting and Matthew's last night, Geo? Yes, I did.
0: What's Matthews supposed to do there? What do you mean? Like, what? Where, where are you going with it? Well,
2: should he fight Konechny? Because a lot of people think Matthews is a chicken shit.
1: Who Who's saying that?
2: Oh, fans? Who's who
1: saying fans are?
0: Yeah, so like not, people. You, so, not, really, so not Tr- really want, Toronto make believe fans. Do you? really want austin matthews going and fighting connecting like does it matter you mean i guess what you have to decide is whether that team needs a spark like that of passion of whatever it is saying hey i'm bought into this team i'm bought into making this this thing you mean and this is how i'm gonna do it no one comes and fucks with us kind of thing but I don't want my star player fighting and connecting.
1: How much does Austin Matthews make? $11.64 million. Okay. So this is what I would be saying to him. Cross-check, tr- just cross-check him in the
0: mouth. Take your $2,000 fine. Take, go your, on your take
1: whatever fine and dental that you have to pay for that dick bag. Let me tell you something. You want to come after it. He's not going to fight. There's no need for Austin Matthews to be fighting. Is there a need for him to stick up for himself and let it be known that don't come after me or you're going to get hurt?
2: I don't care if you're connected or who you are. Austin Matthews needs to stick up for himself. Okay, so let me read some of the responses then because uh, we sent out a tweet from the show and that little clip. And all it said is protect the stars. Pretty open-ended statement. You know what I mean? And pretty, pretty obvious and to the point. Protect the stars. That's what's happening here. Toronto is protecting their their superstar, right? So one person writes in. His name is. Well, the I don't know if it's he or her, but it's a. Uh, it's Sally. Uh, I'm not inclined to speak on players much, but Matthews lost a ton of respect for this one. Uh, really stood around while the rest of the team handled this mess. He's soft till further notice. And then they say SMH. I see SMH on a lot of t- uh, tweets or whatever. What does that mean, SMH?
1: No idea. I would have liked to see Matthews kind of get in there. Like when you've got guys flying in from the other side of the ice to basically stick up for him.
0: Shaking my Don't stand my head. around
1: after, right? Don't stand around after and just kind of say, okay, like, you know, I'm just going to. St- no, get in, grab a guy, make sure that everything's uh, good. And, you know, you go from there you do not want your stars fighting. Austin Matthews is a uh, is plays a certain style of hockey and you want him to feel really comfortable on the ice. You want him to feel when things like this do happen that you have a team that's going to stick up for you and be there for you. At the same time, Austin Matthews needs to be there for his teammates, not going in fighting, but being there and being in the group in the crowd in in the fight, and you know, I think that that happened last night. And you know, good on them; they won a game.
0: Shaking my head is the SMH quickly, and then PD. The question, oh, okay. the question, yeah, yeah. The question is for you. Like you come in, you jump in for Matthews there, and he stands off to the side. When you look back at it, what are you thinking? Like you're a guy that had to do that, right? Like you're a guy. You in jump trouble. in. You know what I mean,
2: and they don't have to do anything. I that makes me very happy.
0: But if they disengage like that, like that makes, is saying, I'm fine. You're okay Look, with that? He didn't I'm, leave I'm the asking. pile.
2: He didn't leave the pile and go to the bench. He stayed there. I'm sure if things escalated, he would have done more. But in my opinion, if if I'm the guy, if I'm the protector in that situation, I'm sitting there thinking I'm and I watch that video. I'm like, I'm glad that's the position that we put you in, yeah. is that you could stand there safely because you got a goal and an assist tonight. Maybe things start to turn around. Big home win. We're all, co- you know, like I'm fine here, with that. The thought too is like
1: for me and my mindset. For me, okay, I would have taken care of business myself. I don't care if like here's the thing. I've never been a star. Okay, I've never been an elite. I've never been a face of a league. Okay, so my mindset is going to be completely different than than someone else. Um, for me, I would have been raging on connectney coming after me. Like I'm going to tell you right now, he is going to he if I'm not fighting, someone is going to get hurt. I'm going to try and crush a a, a Larnex, okay? Breathing tube. I don't care. I'm going to try and cross check his his face off. Like I'm going to do something where Connectney's not going to be coming after me again and thinking that he's just going to take liberties. But again, like my mindset and Austin Matthews mindset are are very different. Do I like, you know, would I have liked to see more from him? You know, like he's Austin Matthews. He scored 60 plus goals last year. This is the last thing that he should be worried about or even talking about. Oh, you should have fought there. Connect me. No, no, you shouldn't. That's what other guys' jobs are. I mean, that's why guys came flying into that pile. They knew that, you know, you don't want Austin Matthews being in that situation. Austin Matthews didn't go and cower and skate to the bench or or whatever he was there in 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 the fight and he didn't back down that's that's
2: the way I see it just you know, I think he of, did a good job in defense of our anatomy it's the larynx, but i we I knew what you meant uh Geo let me ask you that question
0: what do you do i'm I'm somewhere in the middle, right like nowhere near matthews's importance to a team or league, whatever it may be. Definitely not as low as RIz was on the depth chart. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never like having someone step in for me, right? Like I was very conscious, and I'm sure it happened times in my career that I was a dick, and someone stepped in and took care of something that I probably should have been taken care of. But for the most part, I really tried to not handle my own, but do nothing stupid that was going to put me in a position to have a teammate come in and risk himself for me, if that makes sense. Right. So like, I, I, that's not the case that happened last night. I'm not saying that, but it's something, if you're a goal scorer, you're offensive guy. I certainly was thinking about it in the room. If a PD had to step in for an action of mine now, PD stepping in for something someone else does to me is different than the actions that I bring to the ice but I didn't want to go and be stupid on the ice and take advantage of the guys I had on my back, a Colin white, uh, a Scott Stevens. Uh, I didn't want to put them in a dangerous position because I was being an idiot. You know what I mean? So, it, it's, we need you, get, you to be an yes, idiot. That's
2: the yes. whole
1: point in time. You, I, used you need, Patty, you need,
2: I used to tell Patty, I used to tell Patty Coletta, go absolutely. and do whatever you want because I'm in the lineup. And, and the, the, the more, the more you go play your game, it's going to throw them off and they're going to be looking for you more than they are worried about hundred percent.
0: I'm talking about like an egregious type of, I'm not talking about giving the extra whack in the back of the legs. I'm not talking about. Sh- now, if, a fill- shit if those happen, Philly
2: players get the shit beat out of them, they should be pissed off at connecting.
0: You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like that's, that's, but, one but, way but that's what I'm saying. It. Like, yeah, I didn't okay. want something like that. I'm not talking about going and playing my game, right? Like being in front of the net, being a, a pest, you know what I mean? Like that's different than doing something stupid like that. It was never go after. I don't know. You know what I mean? Ovi to then put someone else in danger. Do you see what I'm saying? Like yes. You but, think that stuff's
1: learned though, Geo? Like, do you think it, it that sh- stuff it, is learned?
0: I don't know. Like, I
1: feel like or or to or or to I guys a, are just kind of like this is who they are and they're. I'll give you a great example. So watching the game last night with, uh, with, uh, Buffalo playing Pittsburgh, you know, Buffalo in the first, I would say two periods were extremely sloppy. I don't know if you guys both watched the game, but there was a tremendous amount of turnovers basically inside the offensive blue line, you know, a no look drop pass, you know, things like that. They lost possession of the puck a ton of times. They're in the third period. Um, get scored on the first shift and they're down three to one. Okay. The game's got some jam to it. The game's got speed to it. Um, and, you know, the Sabres never quit. The Sabres never quit. They got some timely goals from, from certain players on, on the ice. They go up. Okay. They tie the game. They go up. The game is now in the Sabres control. Okay but what i'm sitting there taking out of this game is not only that the sabers have an insane amount of skill more skill that i've seen in 10 to 15 years okay this is a team and they're young
2: still but We're talking so young what, so what players. happened so what happened Cause I could, I mean, if I don't stop, you there, I have, I have keys to the game. There. I have hey, keys you?
1: to the game. Could you talk about Victor Olson's goal? Could you talk about Tage Thompson's signature one T on the power play? Could you talk about Alex Tuck's speed driving into the net and a play made by Thompson? You know what I took out of the game? There was no quit from the Sabres. It did not seem like they were flustered. And when push came to shove and Pittsburgh got irritated, guys were there for each other there's no fighters not one fighter on the buffalo sabers here's the thing over the course of the last five six seven years that i've been watching the sabers i've always talked about toughness always talked about you need somebody that is going to stick up for each other okay did you guys have a have a a look at Casey Middlestat last night. How many points did he get last night? Zero. Zero points. Zero. Not from a lack of work, not from a, a lack of uh, playing the right way. He he played the right way. And, and in this game in particular, he had no points, but he yeah. played well. Okay? okay. I'm watching Cage. I'm watching uh, Quinn or uh, Dylan Cousins. Sorry. At one point in time, the end of the third period, um he gets into some big slashing match you know at the end of the game okay with uh with Archibald, Who's the first guy there Casey
2: Milstead. Twice I saw that
1: Twice I thought saw that Cuz he listens the to
2: the show and he heard what you well, said last year about Toronto Maybe he does because No shit he does in Toronto, Last year in Toronto, the day
1: after okay, When you're playing Toronto and there was a scrum and all the boys are in there, and Casey Middlestat decides to take a victory skate to uh, the bench. <laughs> well, Pfizer was foggy. <laughs> Go and look at one year. Go and look at one year. You don't think the guys on the bench are watching Casey Middlestat get in there and just, you know, be there for his teammates? You don't think that Dylan Cousins realizes? Holy shit, man! That was Casey Middlestat in there jumping in there for me. And there's a there's there's some you know anger there's some there's some stick up for himself you know i'm not going to take this i'm pushing back i'm going to be there for my teammates this is really good stuff i saw multiple scrums and i saw multiple buffalo sabers right there standing beside each other you do not need you do not need enforcers anymore the game of enforcer is gone you need team toughness and i'm going to tell you right now I've seen more team toughness in the first 10 games of the season this year than I've seen in a long time. And it's, they're playing well, they're playing for each other. And and it's that to me, as much as the goals and assists and all that stuff and the wins, there's another part of it that they're building even more. And when you see guys like Casey Middlestat first into a pile, sticking up for his teammates, man. But anyway,
2: no it's it's it's, a, it's great points about about the new the new way of the NHL and I and I appreciate it and I respect it. But I think there's a lot of people are criticizing Austin Matthews and calling him a chicken shit just based no. off our post and I sit and I think that mindset's got to go. I don't want a guy who has the ability to score 60 goals fighting. Not
0: Simple, ever. No, I don't not I don't ever. think that that was ever the case though. But what what you do want is like what Ribs is talking about middle step, right? Like That just shows the difference in engagement in this team compared to years past. They didn't want to be there. They didn't like what was going on. They weren't engaged. They're like, I'm not going to get in this damn pile. Like, we're fucking losing another game. You know what I mean? So now they're engaged. They're they're there. They have a belief in each other. And so now it's like, okay, you hit him. I'm standing right here. I'm right now here. Now Stat's doing it because
2: he you wants I mean? to stay here.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't want to go mall. I
2: love, I you, love it. Here. You,
0: you,
1: say, you say that, but I mean, part of that is coming with maturity. Like Casey Middlestat was Mr. Minnesota. Okay. Like this kid was an absolute freak of nature when he grew up in minnesota playing his youth hockey he was super crazy elite okay and that's not there's no fighting in that in that type of hockey okay it's about skills skating hockey iq casey middlestat went to college okay they college is physical is super super physical right geo you know better yeah. than anybody yeah. college is extremely physical hockey bang crash and, and, and the guys that with the, the talent and the skill produce on power plays and and get that opportunity to produce points, you know, Casey Middlestat comes to the NHL. He's got to deal with the speed. He's got to deal with making, making, uh, plays quicker. Like he's got to deal with a whole bunch of things that he's trying to get acclimated to an NHL game. Casey Middlestat last year, I called him out. I hate to say it, but if I was on the team, if I was on the team and I was the captain of the team or Geo, you you would probably do the same thing. You would pull him aside. You wouldn't embarrass him. You're not going to embarrass him. You're going to pull him aside and you're just going to say, listen, we we both know that you know you should keep your gloves on. Okay? Because you're not a fighter. But let me tell you something. When you have a teammate in in uh duress and you and he needs somebody there, by you standing beside him. Just being there, standing beside him, makes him stronger. Okay. And these are little things that Casey, you know, needed to understand and learn. And I'm sure maybe, maybe he did watch, yeah, but, you know, himself skate out of that pile. And here's the thing he never thought anything of it as a young player. Okay. But maybe now that it's been brought up to him, I don't know if it has. But let me, let me tell you something watching Casey Middlestat last night, he was in
2: two scrums and he was the first bloody guy there geo by the time you pulled him aside
0: though don't you think he would have heard about it by then by other teammates in one way or the other i mean possibly it depends the team makeup but you, you would have thought something would have been said as he's coming back like hey you don't leave your guys out there you know what I mean you don't you stay right there with them whether you're doing something or not you stay right there with them and i know i've told the story before in the past but i think rivs you're right you have to learn it right like be taught it. What, something has to happen that kind of takes you over that edge. And I've told the story before, my first NHL fight against Todd Marchant, who was circling by us. Scott Stevens was right there, literally shadowing where we were going to make sure if anything got out of hand, he was grabbing, grabbing him, whether it's a third man in, whatever it was going to be, he was sticking up for his teammate. You know what I mean, he was taken care of. And at that time, I'm a rookie. I'm not.
2: Shaan saw that took about
0: 35, 40 percent off his punches. <laughs> He's like, oh boy, <laughs> he disengaged real quick. <laughs> but that's but you learn it. and i I remember that the rest of my career, still to this day, right? So now when you're on the ice and someone's in something, you're right there with your teammate. You're not backing away. Yeah, you're standing there, whether you're doing something or not. I'm yeah, not going in fighting I'm not going in scrums last night. I'm too. not going and fighting ninety five percent of the league. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm standing in there. And I'm like you said, cross-checking, pushing, like there's plenty of battles that I shouldn't have been in, but I was right there with it. Yeah.
1: Well, and, you listen, you know, I mean, a lot you, of these you learned it. You players learned it nowadays, you've been around. a lot of these players nowadays, they're, they're not, they're not, they haven't been brought up, um, the old school way. Okay. A lot of them are super crazy pretenders. They're not tough at all. I'm watching Rasmus Dahlin. There's a there's a scrum behind the net. Dylan Cousins is in there, and he's looking like he's got rage in his eyes. And then all of a sudden, you got Yan. What is it? Yan Yan Ruta walking in there like he's the super heavyweight of the world. And I'm like, this guy would be like the 700 tough guy, toughest guy in the league ten years ago. Okay. But in comes all of the Sabres, not one, not two. Every one of the Sabres are in there. You're sitting there looking at the scrum. The scrum calms down real quick because all of the boys are in there. Then all of a sudden, you the, the camera scrolls to Rasmus Darlene smoking some guy, cross-checking him in the corner, looking like they're going to throw down. And, I mean, he's a feisty bugger. You yeah. look at the feistiness of the team, when you're watching Rasmus Dahlin,
0: and we've seen it multiple times, this kid is tough. Some guys have it, and other guys have to develop it in their game, right? It doesn't come natural to them. But, like, all these guys that are in the NHL were stars coming up. They were the top of the top. Whether they're in college or OHL, they're the top guys. You know what I mean? So some of these guys have to learn it when they get here to be gritty. Because they've had, they've been the top guy. And now they're middle of the pack in the NHL, lower pack of the NHL. But they have to adjust their game and learn how to fight in the trenches rather than be on the the star power of the team.
2: How many first rounders do the Sabres have? Like first rounders in the last seven eight years were not they were not drafting Scott Parkers and, and yes you know guys like that anymore in the first round. No offense, Scott Parker is definitely first round toughness for sure. But all I'm saying is there are legitimate heavyweights that went in the first round. Not anymore. Who? Yeah. How many first rounders <laughs> do the Sabers have without looking right now? Do you? Do you? Th- this is crazy
1: that you're asking this. It's almost like you have a microphone in my house. I <laughs> sat down last night, and watched the game with my dad. And my dad, second period. Well, your mom
2: called me this morning, so she
0: took me. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: doubt it. She loves you. I wouldn't doubt it, man. She, all she wants to talk about is Andrew. I'm like, Twitter. give me, on me, Twitter. A, give me Care, a break Bear Bear. right now.
2: Air Bear. Care and I Bear. DM all. We're yeah. DMing all the time. You might want to check that inbox. But right? listen, my, my, my
1: dad <laughs> asked the exact same question last night. And I looked at him. I'm like,
2: he's like, how many first rounders are on this team? So yeah, so what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven in last night's lineup. 11 first rounders from this for the Sabres. So that's crazy to think yeah. about.
1: It's a lot, and a lot of them are, are are young kids, you know, Krebs, Quinn, cousins, you know, you could probably put middlestat in there still as, as a younger player. Um, Darlene Power, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, Darlene Power, how good did, uh, Owen Power look last night? What, what a beautiful assist that he got last night on, uh, yeah, that was gorgeous. Victor Wolfson goal. Like, I mean, these are things that you're, he, he played, he played big minutes last night. Um, almost 24 minutes on the ice. This is a 20 year old first-year hockey player, 24 minutes on the ice. And that play that he made last night to Oleson, where he faked the slap shot coming in, his eyes were looking at the net, but the pass went sideways from east to west. And Oleson, I mean, with that shot, boom, the it, it's in the net. But he's... A uh, little mean, side note team- here,
2: Clegg was a second-rounder, uh, Asplund was a second-rounder, and Paterka was a second-rounder. So of your entire lineup, fourteen players are first are are first and second round picks, yeah. and Olofsson is the uh, the lone wolf that uh, was the seventh rounder, I think. Well, no, Pilot was undrafted, so he would be the lone wolf. But the latest draft pick on the team would, pro- yeah, probably be Olafsen. Uh, before we get into like all the performances last night, uh, I, one of the hottest topics in hockey. In all of hockey, were the all-white Buffalo Sabre uniforms. <laughs> Very split. Uh, we sent out a tweet from the show last night basically saying the entire getup is, with an open question mark, and we received a shit ton of responses. Consensus? What, uh... 288 responses. Uh, Needs blue pants, blue on the shoulders from Jared, Jeremy Hoyle from Strictly Hip, by the way. Jeremy Hoyle, you guys ever seen Strictly Hip? Yes, Uh, I have. They are absolutely incredible. He goes, uh, this would be way cooler with Cooper (laughs) That's an old school guy right there. Riv, have you ever seen the Strictly Hip? This guy, they sound like identical.
1: Yes, I I have. I have seen them.
2: And Absolutely. I'm and I'm not even joking when I say that. And no. yeah. and and being Canadian, sorry, Gio, you're out of this one. Being Canadian, that's a, almost sacrilegious to say something like that. But this guy deserves it. Um, Emily, awful. Jordan, fire smoke. Uh, love the sweater. Needs blue or gold pants to match the yeah. helmet. Uh, not as good as the Winter Classic. So we, there, there's just a, a whole mixed emotions of. But then there's shit, dog shit, horrendous. There's just I didn't you know. I
0: didn't I didn't love them. I, I thought it was too much white. I agree with the, the, the blue pants really would have been like a sharp look to it. I like the white gloves. The white gloves are pretty sick. I do like that, but I thought it needed a little more pop of color. I thought it was just too much white going on for my liking.
1: What I didn't like was it actually looked like the pants, like the white pants that most likely are their their shells right not necessarily you know
0: they no they probably have pants too
1: they probably have pants they have too. pants for sure well what it looked like to me with that little stripe of blue at the bottom it looked like all of the players were wearing their old Pants, the old yeah. you know, pants and, the shell, anywhere, like, and, the, and shell the shell was like the shell was like hiking up. Yeah, it, it, it didn't look good. A, th- it, it a thick
0: blue stripe down the side would have like broken it up. Nice. Something to, absolutely absolute some type of blue, whether it's all blue or not, like a stripe down the side of that blue, even with the bottom blue band would have been fine. You know, right. or, or carry the or carry the yellow and blue off of like that little diamond shape off of the jerseys. Down the side of they the pant, right, stripe, like, like something down the, the side of the pant. Match it. So the it's stripe just kind should of have gone in.
1: down the side
0: instead yes. of around that bottom yes. that yeah. bottom area. Yeah, we should have been in the design room. Where were they? They didn't ask. Or, us.
1: or that stripe at the bottom should have not have been blue. It should have been gold.
0: I, I think you risk right? it either way, right? That that same look that you're looking at it just looks off.
1: So is this a pass or a fail?
2: I just feel I think like right I think, now we're... I think it's
0: like a C. I think it's like mid range. Well, what's what's, I think, really? it, yeah, what's I think it's pass like...
2: in the in the states, Geo? Because in Canada they're called <laughs> gifty fifties.
0: Yeah, like and, we got a I lot mean, of the OHL it guys. It was got a lot fifty in in Canada. Now it's like my kids. The pass say, I think is like not a over 60, Is it? 65, I think, is like passing.
2: Hey, Rev, you and I, you and I talked about this once, man. I, if if I got a 51%, I was like, you're not doing the extra
0: credit for that to get it to a 53. No, (laughs) you're like, I already had 51. I'm good.
2: <laughs> hockey Listen, or not, hockey or not, post grad was not in my books, man. I was, let's not go too far down our high school days. We wouldn't want people to think that they're dealing with complete idiots here.
0: Well, but like, so we were a month or two ago, we we're in uh, Cornell at Cornell. Uh, 18s, my older son's playing. Uh, they give a tour. Coaches come in and talk to the boys. Like, great presentation, like fun, you know, like engaged him. So Mike Schaefer, the head coach of Cornell, he's been there since I've been coming through. So he recruited me to Cornell. This guy, he stands up in front of my whole team, including my son, who like rivs, every day. I'm like, you do your homework. You can bump your grades. Like, that's not good enough. You know what I mean? Like, we're celebrating 85s over here. Like, I'm looking at my wife, like, we're okay with this. Like, let's push him a little more. Schaefer goes on to tell the story in front of the whole team and my son that when he was recruiting me, he recruited me for like five minutes until he grabbed my transcript and realized that I was nowhere near being able to get into Cornell. I'm like, you're not helping me. At that all is Chase. brutal. Like, yeah. Like that is not helping absolutely. Me. I'm brutal. sitting here like, and I'm good friends with shape. So it's not like it's in jest. Right. But like, there's something to it. Like my, when I look back at my transcripts, they were not what I expect my kids or my team, the kids on my team to be doing for grades. But I was not, I was an average student. I would say, you know what I mean? And this guy throws me under the bus in front of my son. So then in the hallway afterwards, I'm like, Shafe, come on. Mm-hmm. Every day coming home from school, every road trip, I'm on him to do his work and, and be better. And you got to come in and throw me under the bus in front of him. See, you, you know, know what, I
2: mean? what? You know what, you, if you were quicker on your feet, you would have said. You know what? If you were smart, you would have doctored them because then you might have you might have had a better few <laughs> years. You see the numbers <laughs> I put up? Shafe. I don't know. Well, we digress. We digress. So we were talking about the uniforms.
0: What were they? A C?
2: I'd have a to go B. with a B. I, a B. I'd have to B. go with a B.
0: Yeah. B, B minus, I was going to say, because subtle changes would have taken it to the next level.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: So Sabres are seven and three. And they're getting a lot of love uh, on the NHL network. Uh, If you follow Sportsnet, they are all over the Sabres and tweeting out a ton of things about the Sabres. And so Sabres are the top of the the league right now. However, over the course of the last few years, they have had very good starts to the season. Okay. Um, Very good starts to the season. So I, I guess I ask you and very similar starts. So, um, I went back and looked it up in 2018, 19, the first hit first 10 games, they had 12 points in 1920, they had 16 points. In 2021, they had 10 points. In 2021-22, they had 11 points. And in 2022-23, they had 14 points. They have 14. Do you have a question? Comment Is it more it. for real now than maybe in past years? They've they've gone off
0: to some start good starts in the past. It's a great start. You're seven and three. You're sitting number two. You got 14 points, 700 win percentage. But they are literally two points away from being on the outside. You know what I mean? Three points from, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's one game. You know what I mean? And now all of a sudden, you're dropping to out of the playoffs, right? Like Montreal's five hundred and they're ten points. That's a two game swing. You know what I mean? That's a one week of being off and losing a couple games in a row to now from going from two to sitting seventh on your wild card or what? You know what I mean? Like so when Gio? When when can?
2: myself as a as a fan of the team look and say okay this team is for real because i'm still apprehensive i'm sitting here saying i don't know i'm watching these games tage thompson is on fire and people seem to think that i'd be pissed about that because i said wait on the contract which is a complete misinterpretation of what i was trying to say i'm happy for the kid so i'm still apprehensive what's what's that believing that
0: it's real right now just because of the history your your quarter point your 25 30 games in is when you kind of know what team you're gonna have right like y- you've you've kind of set yourself at that 25 30 game mark as far as now you you have less runway to make up and less one way to lose it you know like it's uh, I don't know I mean coaches always used to say it I forget what the time was but you come december you know what I mean and now you know what team you have right they're going to play another 10 plus games in november here um and that brings you close to that 25 mark so mid december you really know where you stand in this league and what is achievable
1: like like you had brought up the top team in the league is the boston bruins and the vegas golden knights they're 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 two teams sitting at 18 points The New Jersey Devils, Edmonton Oilers, Buffalo Sabres, Rangers are all sitting at 14 points. Okay. So these are, these are top teams in the league. And if you, if you lose one game, you could drop from like third in the league to 15th in the league. That's how close it is right now. So the Sabres, do I think that they're, they're playing lights out? for our standard yes this team has been a bag of shit for a decade they have had to work through a lot of things kevin adams has come in here he has slowly built what he wants to build the team has sucked so bad so bad for a decade that they now have all of this skill okay of young players they still have a war chest of first round draft picks that aren't even that aren't even in the lineup yet. Okay, this team is showing signs of going in the right direction. I don't want to hear one goddamn word about playoffs. Why? Is that a goddamn? Are you kidding me? Why? Yeah, they haven't made the playoffs in eleven years.
2: Well, eventually that's got to end. We're,
1: we're gonna we're gonna give these guys props. Okay, right now they're 7 and 3. They lose two games PD, they could be 16th in the league. Okay. What, 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 do, I don't, you, what do you what, need
0: to get into the to the playoffs these days point wise? 100 plus. Nine, yeah, I mean, You got to be six. at 100. You got to be at 100 points, right? So, you have all to win want, at this you have to win at this rate all yes, year. All it's year. great. They're they're great <laughs> what I'm talking about Great start, but you have to win at a 650 rate the whole year in order to be at 100 points.
1: That is exactly what I am talking about. This this rate right here that everybody's like, oh
2: my God, the Sabres are just like, they're
1: amazing. They are playing amazing. They are the best team. They are the most skilled team I've seen in 15 years. And there is an insane amount of growth that this team is still going to have because the players that are on the team, like Owen Power, is playing well, okay? I'm happy that he's playing well. He's a 20-year-old kid. He's nowhere near, and I mean nowhere near, where he's going to be in a couple years from now. Okay? You look at even a guy like Peyton Krebs, Dylan Cousins. You just go through the lineup. J.J. Paterka. You look at Jack Quinn. These guys are kids. They are kids. What are they going to be like in two to three years from now? This team is going to be insane. We, this team here is going to be a talked about team in two, in a very short time, two, three years. They from are now.
2: starting to be now. They are starting and I, That's to be why now. I'm just wondering. I'm like. But I,
1: PD. here's the thing. It's not
0: that when, I don't believe. When you that watch I just, the league is hard, man. It's like what watch said.
1: When you watch Pittsburgh, when you watch Washington Capitals, who aren't even really that good of a team they're good but are they still what washington capitals like that elite team like there's a lot of teams out there that go through ebbs and flows and they're up and down but there's teams that have been staples for a decade right and they have they've er earned that respect the sabers have been the exact opposite they've been the bottom feeder for a decade So for me right now, as a fan of this hockey team and watching it grow and what they have, I love, I cannot be more happy as a fan of a Buffalo Sabres team. Okay. And watching what I see on the ice right now, but they haven't shown me shit, seven wins and three losses, 10 games. All of a sudden we're ordering the rings. Gio, no. do you feel this, Gio, do you feel that same? They have to earn my respect because it's I, been I, so bad for a decade.
0: I don't think they need to earn my respect. I think you just need to be cautious. They go 500 from here on out. 72 games. That's 72 points. You're sitting at 86 points it's not for the year. In. It's not. It's not getting you in. You know what I'm saying? So it's a great start. But you need to continue on this pace. You can only drop off basically a game every 10 segment game, 10 segment games in your schedule. You need to be winning six at very minimum from here on out. You mean you need to be six and four going forward. And And did you
1: do that when you were on your teams. Did you know that in a 10 game segment that minimum you break break a playoff team has to win
0: six games? Yeah, you have that mark of 100 points that you want to get to. How do you get there? Break it down into segments every 10 games. That's a start. You know what I mean? This is a yeah. great start. But it doesn't even build in much cushion at 7-3. and three. And I think they're a hell of a team. I think they've made great strides. I think they could be on the cusp of a playoff team. But you got 72 games left, and you have to win at a high rate. You can't drop off to to 500 right now. And that's you don't why I have a cushion when,
2: when we played coaches would would dumb it down and they would go in smaller segments. They break the yes. season up. And so yeah. the Sabres have just finished to finished two five game segments. If my math serves me correctly, OHL math, 10 games. But here's the next five. OK, now now, listen, I, I sound like I like a broken record here because I keep saying the same thing. But in reality, it's true. Like we said, when they came back off that road trip, it's going to be very hard and there are games they need to win. Well, they've won the games they need to win. Minus the Montreal game, which they could have won. They've won the games they needed to win. They had to beat Chicago. They absolutely beat the snot out of out of uh, Detroit, which was a team that we said is on the rise, changed their roster, and that's those are the teams they have to beat. Okay? So then they beat Pittsburgh, which was a great game for them. But now they have, they go on the road to Carolina and then they have Tampa Bay back to back. Okay. Then they come home and they have what we'll call a breather with Arizona, but Arizona surprised a couple teams, especially the Leafs. So you can't sleep on anybody. So you have Arizona, which should be a must win with how you've been playing. Okay. Well, I mean, Arizona is picking teams off left I and right right I, now. I know. I wouldn't say left and right, but I mean, you know, left anyway. Um, Vegas at home, and then Boston at home.
0: You come out of that five hundred, you're happy, but that's still not good enough. Yeah, you know, like in reality, you win three out of those five. That's a pretty good the se- segment. The, the of whole five point, yeah,
1: you know I mean, seasons really early, and and to sit here and and have any discussion on making the playoffs. The, the play here's the thing in the dressing room the playoffs are the focus for this team guaranteed that's why you play the game is to give yourself an opportunity to get into the playoffs and then once you're in the playoffs you have an opportunity to win the greatest prize in hockey okay and that's the stanley cup right now this team It's just, I I would, I would think that they're looking to improve and get better as the season goes on as fans, we get to watch this team mature. They've played exceptionally well. There's a lot of great things, but they need, like Gio said, they need to get better. They need to improve their game because it's only going to get tougher. You look at how many seasons over the years, Sabres have done very, very well. The first 25 games of the year. And then all of a sudden they go on this downhill skiing uh, trip and it's just like loss after loss after loss. And then they're out of the playoffs and they're done. And then it's start looking at another season again. These guys, you look at, you look at the teams that are out of the playoffs right now, the Washington Capitals, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Florida Panthers, the Pittsburgh Penguins. A much stronger Detroit Red Wings team. These are all teams that are out of the playoffs. You think that they're going to suck for the whole year? Stronger Ottawa team? Uh, Well, Ottawa has been, uh, Ottawa has played nine games. I I, I still say
2: they're, I still say they're, I I think they're having a slow start. I'm not saying they're a playoff team, but I think they're much better than what they are, what they're showing. I just named you all the teams Washington,
1: Toronto, Florida, Detroit, Pittsburgh. You say Ottawa. These are all teams that are below vying for a playoff spot and they're not quitting. So if the Sabres want to be and continue to stay where they're at, they need to continue to get better. What I like about the team is they have a lot of areas to get better at.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. In these five games, you can't have a game like you had against Montreal. You can't have a game like you had against Chicago or even hit for that matter yesterday, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you don't have the luxury against a Carolina, a Tampa. Uh, what else did you say was on their list there? You had, uh, Bruins. You know I mean? Like you don't have that luxury against those teams to spot them a couple goals and be able to come back and find your game. And that's what you're, I think you're talking about ribs is that's the room for improvement, right? There's, yeah. I think what they take away. Yes. They won six, three. You look at the box score last night. But they didn't play a great two periods and and they were able to credit to them, credit to them for getting the win. I'm not taking one bit of credit away from them, but you can't continue to play with fire like that against top end teams and think that you're gonna be a playoff team. Exactly. But that's doing it, but you have to give them credit because in years past they didn't get that win against Chicago, they didn't get that win against Pittsburgh. And now exactly. you are no longer a seven and three team. You're a five and five team. You're like in that two game swing. If you don't able to pull it out, it you sit differently, credit to them that they did it, but yep. it's playing but again, with fire coming into a lot of these heavy teams. You can't do that.
1: Don Granato as a coach is, is got a nice smile on his face. His team's pulling out wins that are very, very important. That being said, he's licking his chops to get into the video room because there's, there's things, this is a very, it's a very young team. It's a young team. And when you look at the first two periods of that game, they did not play. They did not play a clean up the standard game. That's going to win you games in the second half of the year. Those games are going to be lost. Okay. Cause teams are going to tighten up. Teams are going to structurally be better. and, right now the sabers are able to come back and take advantage of these of these situations but they they need to grow this is a young team they're they're going to continue to grow don granado is going to sit there he's going to sit there and he's going to look at all of the little tiny mistakes okay that turn into big mistakes and they just need to manage the puck better. They need to be better, a little better in, in, in small areas. Video is going to help a ton. And you have these young guys that are sponges. These young players are sponges, are going to take in the information. And you hope that this team is going to continue to grow and get better as the season goes on. Where, you know, other years, they didn't have the same talent. They didn't have the same camaraderie in that room. And things kind of fell apart when, ad- when adversity hit. But this is a tight group. You can see
0: it on the ice. Very so much tight rather group. be Don Granado right now at getting those wins and having room for improvement and being able to go back to the video room and, and clean up some things and be a better team day in and day out than having lost those and not found a way to win. I think it speaks yes. to them as a group that they have belief that they can win every game, right? Like that they're not down and out no matter what. And so credit to them. You know, I mean? you know what
1: we you know what we say at um you know what we say at the youth levels the youth levels for me is it's not about winning it's how you play I want to see a great brand of hockey I want to see the details I want to see the power play run well the penalty kill run properly I want to see the four check proper I want to see the puck movement the passing I want to see defensive zone coverage where guys aren't cheating and all these things and if you lose. And you still play that way. You're walking into the room with a smile on your face saying, wow, this is awesome. Great job. I know that we lost this one, but if we play this way, we're going to win a lot of games here in the NHL. (laughs) You want to win every game. I don't care if you played the worst game of all time. You need to win. It's a winning league. You need wins because you just need to win and then try and correct it in video (laughs) and and practice throughout the
2: week. Right? Exactly. Like that two on one. It's
0: results. It's results driven. It's a results driven business. Are you thinking win, about that two on one riv last that two on one is what I teach my damn D every single day, and they still do it. Are you talking they... the powers
1: power when he came over?
0: No, no, I think it was Bryson. Wasn't it? I it think was it was power. power.
1: I think it huh? was power that came over. The puck was slid and The Zucker, the, the, Zucker who... the Zucker,
0: the Zucker one timer? That one? I'm looking at who the Zucker it? one time or Malkin to to Zucker. Malkin. It was Malkin. okay, who uh, was the defenseman that I, slid I believe over. it was, was Bryson, power? but I don't know. So RD do it all the time. Just take the pass away, leave it to your world class goalie.
1: Well, again, we had this discussion uh, a couple deep, weeks so ago. It's... Okay, well, listen, it's it's a great it's a great conversation because. The fans at home that are watching the game, they're sitting there at home going, what the hell is he doing forcing the guy with the puck? It's all dependent on your goaltender. I've played with all different goaltenders, and they all have a different philosophy when playing a two-on-one. I've played for a Patrick Waugh. I've played for a Ryan Miller. They are more, give me the shooter, You take the backdoor play. I will make the one-on-one play and I will save the puck. I've also played with Evgeny Nabokov in San Jose. He was the exact opposite. His philosophy in his mind was, I want you to force the guy with the puck. Number one, you're going to take away the shot and the grade A scoring opportunity. Number two, if you force him, it, you're going to make it very difficult for him to make the play across the ice to the to the back door guy, but if it does go there, Nabokov is already cheated and he's already in the position to make the save. So it's dependent on what the your NHL goaltender wants you to do because there's different goaltenders that like different philosophies.
0: I I, I get okay, that. Okay, so but the Zucker goal was Bryson. Is-
2: the sucker yeah. goal was Bryson, but that's not the goal that I was talking about. I was talking about the um, Archibald goal, and the defenseman was—that um, was Power Clegg. <laughs> Clegg, a little bit different, <laughs> okay, okay. But still, but still, it's not—it's not pointing out Clegg. It's pointing out how they play it, and we've talked about this on yeah. several different occasions. And Riff, we were doing the, the the player cast that night, the first the first Edmonton Calgary game. And we talked about the same play. There was a two on one. And then last night, Henrik Lundquist did a great job breaking this down as well. And, and Rick Talkett it was saying the same thing. He's like, I teach my players, you know, he draws the house, protect the house. You get the shot from over there. It's 20%. If you pass the puck across the scoring odds, go up to 40%. You know, geo, you've mentioned this to, uh, several times on here before. So it's, it's, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't know yeah. why, why are they playing it that way? I don't get it
0: Well, listen, because that
2: that's
1: going to come down to, I think it's going to come down to the goaltender. I really do. I, this, this is a, this is the, the discussion. When you, you watch this Harry player told,
0: tells them to play it that way. No, listen. I mean, it's, 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 you also hockey's a read and react. It's always changing. This, the, the, the play is not similar Very often, right? And so, as a D, you're having to read where your back checker is. Is he able to get to a guy? Can I be more aggressive on the puck carrier? Can I force him early at the blue line and give my goalie a better chance, even if it gets through me? Like, all these things are decisions that you're making in a split second, right? Like, okay, does like if you take the arch ball goal, right? My back checker is clearly not there yet. And so, how should I best play this? It's philosophy. It's reading, react. Well, it's, it's, it's it's knowing when someone's in a vulnerable position, right? Like is the puck carrier trying to settle the puck? Does he have his head down? Can I jump him now? You mean like, it's not as simple as, is he a right back?
1: If if you're coming down the left-hand side and you're the offensive person. Okay. Are you on your forehand or are, are you, you know, on your, your backhand? So the, it's where the puck is. It's who the shooter is. It are are is the puck carrier outside the dots? These are all things that you need to compute within a two split within like two seconds.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's not easy. Yeah,
1: because when you look at the Bryson play, he actually I like what he does. He he kind of is in the middle. He sees that it's Evgeny Malkin. Okay, he's inside the dots, so. Bryson gives him a little fake, like he's going to kind of make a poke check at him and then veers back. But I mean, we're talking one of the best players in the world who makes a perfect pass. And Z- Zucker made a one timer on, you know, on his offside and, and, and nailed it top shelf. I mean, yeah, it was a, it yeah, was a yeah. beautiful play. Would you have liked to see, like if Bryson would have taken the back door, if he would have taken uh Zucker, and and, and would have walked in and just ripped a, a a wrister. Then what are you saying? You gotta you gotta force some more.
0: Yeah. I no. Mean, well, that's what I'm saying. It it it's it it's reading and reacting too, right? And it's little things on the uh, archibald goal, right? Like Clay. I don't like that he goes down. I don't like that he doesn't have stick on puck, right? Like all those could have been negated. He goes down in a position to block, but he's not blocking anything. He's actually opening up more than even if he stayed on his feet and just put his stick at. And, the puck, and Skinner right? wasn't like, catching the other guy. Yeah. No chance. He there was, was he, no, he wasn't, he, was, he you're was not getting
2: gas. That. Yeah. It, you know, and it's not Skinner's fault. I'm just saying he's out of well, gas. You're, he's, he's back you're six feet.
0: You're six feet away from him. You're not, you're not getting him. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? yeah. So, so, I mean, it, you, you break it down and that's what coaches do. Like we come back in the next day, these clips are being shown and conversations are being had. Well, Hey, if you did this, so now the next time it happens, you're thinking this as a player, okay, maybe I need to do this. I and can I do don't this.
1: have a problem with how Clegg played this, where he went wrong is when, when you're, he's a lefty. Okay. So his, his, um, stick is in his right hand. Okay. He needs to be stick on puck. So the guy who's driving wide, he should be veering his stick so it's literally right on the blade of where the guy who's carrying the puck. That guy, it deters that guy from even wanting to make a pass because, you know, Clag's stick is there, Yep. right? And then it becomes a much more difficult pass to make. Well, you're going to get a
0: piece of it, right? Like it's going to tip the stick somewhere and then it doesn't go clean. It's not handled clean, all these things. And Can we the, just, that's a difference sorry, in bro. the NHL compared to minor hockey, right? Like that's right. That little bump, that little piece of the puck. Now all of a sudden it's less of a scoring chance.
2: How about the pass up the middle from Letang to Getzel? Are you
0: kidding me?
1: What, what did they say? That was 90 feet. I don't know, man, but it was, it was about
0: it 88 was a 90 feet foot
2: saucer pass. Yeah.
0: Was, was that on Gensel's goal? Yeah. The
2: stretch pass breakaway. Oh my God. I was like, first of all, who made that play? And then you're like, oh, it's Latang. But that thing is as pinpoint as it gets. Watching Pittsburgh, you know, they, they, they have guys
1: that are, are extremely dangerous hockey players, you know, like, you know everything everything is going to run around Melkin and Crosby Getzel is 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 elite you know but they have really solid secondary guys the Ricard Raquel Brian Russ like guys like this Jason Zucker they don't scare me anymore like i just th- i i watched the I don't Sabers know that was play. sauce about
0: 95 feet over two sticks yeah over three lines just laid right down on us his- I, I know what you're saying. They're not as scary, but I think they're still a good team. Very much.
2: Well, the young Sabres—they do not seem not. intimidated by your Crosby's, Malkins, Rust, and Getzels and the Tangs and guys that have put on the shows in the past over the years. They—they they seem to come out and go toe to toe with them. But here's here's one tweet from someone, um, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, he Donny says to us, "I know you guys want to trade Olafson." But no way in hell you do that now. The guy might get 40 if he stays healthy. We're not the same scoring team without him, in my opinion. I mean, I think at some point Kevin Adams is going to have to make a move this season. If they do stay in that area uh, uh, and make a move with a young prospect or a current roster piece to, to bolster up your roster at some point during the season. You, you know, you, you get through this stretch of November and you're still sitting, you know, right there, third in the division or first wildcard spot. You got to be thinking, okay, what can I do to this team to make it better? And if Olsen's a piece that you can use, who's hot right now, you move that salary and
0: bring in another, another higher end player. That's a move you got to make. Listen, scoring's not easy in this league, but we, I I've said it before in the past, right? Like you need to identify who your guys are that are on the outside, right? In that, that you're, you can absorb losing. And in year, year and a half ago, it might've been Olsen. It might've changed now, but it's a constant figuring out what the importance to your team is, right? Like Olsen, is he driving your team? Um, you know, eight goals, pretty damn good in 10 games but you have to figure out whether you need a different piece and you could absorb losing those goals in those games you know what i mean like it's it's not an easy decision for kevin adams coming down trying to figure that out and it's the age-old salary cap issue unfortunately you may want him but you might need something else and you don't have the money to go around and so you have to make difficult decisions move guys that you like and want on your team in order to try to better your team that little bit extra. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to manage a, a shitty team and it's hard to manage a great team because there's constant things that come up. Are you
2: riding out the year with this roster, Craig, if they're, if they continue to be in the hunt?
1: I think chemistry amongst a team is uh I, I, I can't tell you how important it is. When you have when you have players that are in, in, in really good spots mentally and physically, um you don't want to change that. You don't want to change that. Now Victor Olson scored eight goals. Three of them are, are empty netters, so let's not forget that. But he still has five goals in ten games, you know, he's still he's still producing. He still scored some big goals for this team. He's played well. Okay. He's very dangerous on, on uh, you know, when you look at the power play. Power play, power play one and power play two, they both look fantastic. They're very deep offensively. This team is very deep. Victor Olson's played very well for this team. Um, do I want to change him? I I have I have said this. For a while. I, I think Victor Olison is a very good hockey player. Okay. But if you want to win in the playoffs, I think you need certain certain types of players. Yes, you can have Victor Olson's on your team, but how many Victor Olssons do we have on the team? We've got a lot of the same type of player: the Paterkas, the Quinns, the you know, the, the middle stats, uh, you Quinn know, you doesn't just... have eight
0: goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you can say you have a lot of the same type of players, but Quinn doesn't have eight goals in 10 games. You know what I mean? No, but Victor Olsson's like 27 and Quinn's I, 21. I get okay. It. I'm not, I'm not dogging Quinn. Don't get it. What I'm saying is your production is not the same.
1: So, well, again, it goes back to like, is, is Victor Olsson right now and his trade stock, is it
0: high? hundred percent. It's high. 100% okay, well, then
1: you might want, this is this is something where you want guys to perform, okay? The, the hardest thing to do is have a vision before things start and then have a player that's exceeded expectations. And then all of a sudden, no, you don't want to. Uh, that's you exactly want to what you him. want.
0: So you want him you want to that like expectations
1: you, you, knowing that you have a vision. OK, Victor Olson's a great hockey player, and he's going to flourish if he were to be moved to another team. All I'm saying is there is a lot of the same type of player on the Buffalo Sabres. But the, the question
0: was, what do you do coming down the wire? Do you make a move or do you not? I think I if think, you're a playoff team, you keep it the same. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. You're that. not making a move to try to win in the playoffs, right? Like, yeah, if you're well, a why playoff you team, make a you keep it the tra- t- same.
2: Why wouldn't you make a move for maybe not this year, but next year a
0: player? Because I would, I would make the move. I would make the move in the summertime. Get yourself in the playoffs. Don't make the move at the deadline with the risk of now 20 games left in the year. Now you you're fast forward. You're on the cusp of making playoffs. You're in the fight. You're in the, the trenches. You think you can be there, but in 20 games, if you make the wrong move, you can't be. So at, the deadline, you have a team that's projecting out and making playoffs. I would leave it the same. I hope that talking, you make the I'm not playoffs. I'm
2: deadline. I'm sick of deadline
0: deals. I'm you, talking a hockey the trade deadline, The deadline December. is The deadline is the deadline for a reason. Because it's the three-quarter mark of the season, and teams know what they are and what they want to do. It's less risk on Kevin Adams to make that move at the deadline than it is at, in December. But you know those I
2: mean? teams are teams that start the season saying we're a cut we're we're a playoff favorite, uh, possibly a cup contender with a few tweaks. So we'll see what we need to address come deadline time with injuries and performances and players and all this stuff. But for the okay. Sabres, it's different. They don't okay, have that. Fast luxury. forward they a need, month. They need they need to make a deal so that they can stay this way. So that at the deadline
0: they can make a decision if they need to acquire more pieces. I think okay. Who, who do you get? Fast forward a month, and Olson's got fifteen to twenty goals. In your mid December, who do you who who you who do you want for this roster that's going to give you the value of of Olson close to twenty goals at this in December? I'll have an answer for you next week. Perfect. We, I'm just we saying. Have time.
2: I need to research this. I can't just start throwing. And the reason why is I I'm afraid to, because I've got the, I've got the <laughs> hawk over top of me circling <laughs> around. I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding but in this the, debate but those and bleeding. And he wants to get down. He's a, he wants to steal my sandwich out of my hand. The fucking seagull right there. My, Craig. My, my point got is, is that, ve-
0: that matters. That matters who, yeah. who the piece is, is a big piece to whether you move them or not.
1: Well, Victor Olsson, it's 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 um you know he's playing well. The team's in a good spot. The team's continuing to win games. Victor Olison's a big part of it. Um, moving forward, you know Victor Olison's making four point seven five. He's got this year and one more year. Um, you're not bringing in a player that is going to be making six, seven, eight million dollars. You can't do it. You can't bring Would a. Would you trade
2: Victor Olison for an upgraded player who? Who might be on an expiring contract and become a UFA?
1: No. Okay. Because, you know, you have to pay. You know, you're you're gonna have to re-up middle stat. You're gonna to have to re-up Dylan Cousins. You're gonna to have to, you know, think about um, you have to re up Rasmus Dolen, Owen Power, Henry Yoki Haru. I mean, Kevin Adams made a decision this year going into unrestricted free agency and basically sat on his hands and said, I like my roster. I don't want to sign an older player that might, might make us better now, but that's going to take away opportunity for my young players to become the players that we're hoping that they can be. The only way to get better is to basically play. So Kevin Adams made the decision. I'm not going to sign anybody. I like my roster. I want all the young guys to earn their contracts and play for their contracts. Well, that's what he's done now. So you're not going to trade Victor Olsen to another team and pick up a big name player that's making six, seven, eight million million because you
2: have to pay Dylan Cousins. You're going to have to pay. And I would just like to add for clarification. After listening to this discussion, that player that I'm going to trade for Geo is a defenseman. I would like to see the Sabers continue to bolster their defense if they can. If they can find a, a defenseman, to how bring much in, the, does the defenseman make? I haven't
0: found him yet. Well, but Olson, well, if that, he's going at the Raiders at four and a half million. He's pretty damn good for your cap number for the next two years. You ride him out. Wait, like, it's, there's a case to be made that you ride him out at $4.5 million, and he's scoring 30-plus goals for you. Pretty damn good making value.
1: Making 4.75, and the guy's going to score 35 and have 75 points? I mean, you just named an $8.5 million dollar player in the yep. league.
0: So there's that, too. There, there's value for him on the trade market, but there's also value to your team. And that's why Kevin Adams is who Kevin Adams is and making those decisions.
1: All right. I like your, I like your idea of bolstering our defense. The only thing is how much is that defenseman going to cost? Because we do, the Sabres do not have the money to go out and bolster their defense and pay a guy seven, eight, $9 million because they're going to have those guys in Dalene, Yoki, Haru. you? Um, you have the, um, um, Samuelson deal is going to kick in at four point three ish. Yeah, Henry Yokiharu has to be paid. Like, there's a lot of guys that need contracts, and Kevin Adams. The tough part is him. For him, is not going out and finding other players or other contracts. It's signing my own guys and getting them under the 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 salary cap.
2: Your four defensemen long term going forward are well, it's Dalene Power. I'd like to believe Labushkin uh, will stay um, and Samuelson. And I think that a, that your Bryson, Fitzgerald, Pilot, Clegg, and Davies are all replaceable, obviously.
1: Yeah, but they're so, also only making, you know, 900 I understand that. A million bucks.
2: They're, I understand that, but the team's seven and three. So if you want to stay up there, we are going to have to go and get another defenseman. You're you I, have don't to. We, I don't think we do because when you have a, a you got Labushin those guys, he's on a
0: third pair,
1: he's on a third pair. He plays, you know, 15, 17 minutes a night, super physical penalty killer. You have Howard Dalene right now. Dalene last night played 29 plus minutes, Owen Power played 24 minutes. You know, once Samuelson gets back, he's going to be a 23 minute a night guy, shut down defenseman. You know, those guys are going to garner a lot of money and they're going to take up a lot of time. You need guys like Fitzgerald, who's a really good defenseman. Jacob Bryson is a really good defenseman, but you know what? They don't cost you very much. They don't cost you a whole lot of money. And you need to have those guys that are really good defensemen, but are not costing you a lot of money
2: all right i'm glad you got that out of your system geo thanks for today man that's a wrap on another episode of after the whistle don't forget to follow us on twitter after the whistle and at Rave 52 at the instigator 76 and you can find us as you already know on apple spotify and youtube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast thanks for tuning in don't forget to spread the word